the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal, too. Roughly 300 people that were there to celebrate the end of Roe versus Wade. Obviously, very peaceful celebration. Well, the bottom line comes from the Bible. We are to have no fellowship with darkness. I didn't agree with teachers or anybody, for that matter, teaching my children that they didn't have the same opportunities as other children, simply based on the color of their skin. The folks today that you're talking about, they're just much more militant, and they're targeting even younger children. When we are counting ourselves as believers, that we need to count the cost of being a follower of Jesus. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal, too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news articles and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to listen to our four-minute commentaries right here on the word Columbus on Tuesdays and Thursdays, just after 4 p.m. And also be sure to check out all our resources for parents who want to be watchful about the culture's influence on your kids. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. Happy Resurrection Week to all of you. It's such a huge blessing to live in America where we can, at least for now, still openly and joyfully celebrate our risen Lord and Savior. Praise God for the redemption we have through faith in Jesus and through his death, burial, and resurrection. He is risen. He is risen indeed. I hope you and your family have a truly fantastic Easter weekend. Now on to our topic for today, a very sad one. I join all of you in being heartbroken about the recent school shootings in Nashville. A very troubled, gender-confused woman entered a Christian school and murdered three children and three adults in cold blood. There are so many dimensions of this crime that America must take a look at, and here to discuss this with me is my longtime pro-family colleague, Peter LaBarbera, founder and president of Americans for Truth and editor and reporter at WorldNet Daily, which is WND.com. Welcome back to Mission America Radio, Peter. Oh, thanks, Linda. Thanks for the opportunity. So, I am so glad to talk to you about this because you have a long history in covering this, as of course I do, but we have talked about these issues very, uh, very many times over the years. You've been doing some excellent reporting at WND.com on this specific tragedy. So 
first, for those who may not have paid attention, I think most people did, but just fill us in on the basics of this crime. Um, so what we have here is is a, a tra- tragedy on so many levels. Um, we have uh, what is effectively, I believe, probably an anti-Christian hate crime, although I know me and you have uh, you know, we've resisted the, the idea of hate crimes because all crimes are crimes. And uh, but of course, the left has chosen to uh, to, you know, have this notion of crimes that are targeting specific populations. And it appears that Audrey Hale was targeting a Christian elementary school. And um, Audrey Hale uh, identified as a, a transgender. She said her uh, her pronouns, you know, as the transgender activists say, were he, him. And she actually went to the school. Now, they haven't released her manifesto, and that has many conservatives uh, suspicious, uh, Linda, because um, in many other mass murders, they, they do release the manifesto. And many people suspect that her manifesto contained uh, anti-Christian language and talked about the transgender, uh, maybe vengeance. We've heard about the uh, transgender activist groups talking about the day of vengeance um this is a very radical subset of the larger lgbtq so-called self-identified queer movement and they're they they, if you all you have to do is look online at, at stuff like twitter and social media and you you see the radicalism well in this case it appears the radicalism just like the left has always said they always say oh if you have too much uh, so-called hate speech it's going to breed violence well uh, evidently this was a disturbed person but uh, she moved over into violence and she walked into this she, she broke into this elementary school the covenant school in nashville and uh, started stalking uh, 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 victims. And there would have been a lot more had the police not acted so quickly. But she ended up killing three nine-year-old children and three adult staff at the school. Yes, and you you mentioned this already. So, you know, there is this idea, and we know this is going to be ongoing, where the LGBTQ folks are going to minimize, and especially the trans groups are going to minimize that, oh, this is just, this had nothing to do with, um, you know, this does not reflect any kind of assessment we need to make about the instability of transgender folks. Is she just an outlier? Or as you said, this is a radical subset that may be growing larger among the trans uh, and LGBTQ community? Should we think of it in those terms? How should we think about this? Well, I I think it's very complicated. I think, first of all, the trans activist movement is sort of like a growing cult. We're talking about people who think they're the opposite sex. That is smacks mental disorder to me it was uh, uh it was regarded for the longest time as in, in the category of mental disorders and then transgender activists effectively lobbied to diminish that in the dsm which is the, the sort of the bible of of uh psychologists um just like the homosexuals did as we all we both know back in the 70s redefined homosexuality so that wasn't a mental disorder but i I think it's just difficult to think of because because they're um you know uh, it's just saying you can you know if i were to say i am a woman i have as much uh, of a chance of that happening as me saying i'm a tree 
or or I'm a whale. It's it's not reality we're dealing with. So how do you describe this? Well, first of all, the media pulls away from the obvious narrative, which is this highly disturbed, gender confused, gender rebel individual assault, uh, murdered, mass murdered Christians. Um, uh, somebody wrote an article just the other day, Linda. The, the missing word here is Christians. Nobody's talking about that. This was uh, this was against Christians. Whereas, imagine if some, let's say, a Trump supporting public conservative Christian went in to a, a, a trans camp or a club and started murdering people, all we would be hearing about with, the, with, this, with these trans victims. So there's the media bias there. Then the media also shifted to a gun narrative. That's their famous, their favorite yes. narrative. So they only care about the, the, the class of victims when the class of victims are politically correct. We saw this also in the in the the, the van assault, the driver assault in the, in the Waukesha, Wisconsin, where this disturbed, uh, I think it was a, a black radical activist, uh, BLM activist, Black Lives Matter, you know, plum, drove his van into a parade of, of mostly white people in, in in Waukesha, and that wasn't talked about by the media. So, you know, the, we're, we're not hearing about how disturbed, how wacky, how crazy this trans cult is. Where you see lots of people wearing stuff like they'll have a picture of a knife on their shirt and it says "Defend Trans Lives." You have trans activists posing with machine, uh, you know, with assault rifles and 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 all these sort of threatening postures. Whereas if that were Christians doing that, they would be saying, "Oh, look at these hateful Christians," but they right. don't say that about the transgenders, right? And they would start. Um, there would start being policies and laws against the Christian community in some fashion or other. I mean, they, there would not, it would not stop at social media. Um, and we, we oh, know can that. Can I say something on that, Linda? Sure. That's what they've been doing. I remember they, they targeted your group and my group and they said that is hate. And, and one of the reasons they said these are hate groups, so-called we're talking about like the Southern Poverty Law Center mm-hmm. was, oh, well, hatred, hate speech will, will, will flow over into hateful, uh, into violence. Mm-hmm. That's the, the left is basically saying you can't have free speech because so-called hate speech which is basically moral moral speech they disagree with um, will breed violence. Well, now here we have real violence, and they don't seem to be linking it back to the obvious hate that this individual had. Probably for Christians, uh, she was raised by Christians. Her parents did not agree with her transgender identity. Um, this might have been a vengeance killing, but we don't know because the police haven't released the manifesto. But you know, where's all the talk about the hate? Right, exactly. And let's just be clear, you know, I have never advocated violence or anything close to it against any of these folks. My position, and I I believe this is yours as well, is just to, to think about and stand against the behavior and come against it in the cultural um, conversation we have in public policy, but never to harm the individual, because we know lots of ex-homosexuals and ex-transgenders. Is that your position as well, Peter? Yeah, absolutely, Linda. You're like one of the nicest people I've ever met. <laughs> you and your <laughs> husband, Tom, you guys are kind and honorable. And, and of course, this is our position. In fact, if you remember, and this I find interesting, I was thinking about this the other day, all groups like ours in the pro-family movement, Christian movement, we denounced God, the, the God Hates Fags guy. Now, that was Fred yes, Phelps, right. Westboro Baptist Church. Right. His message was God Hates Fags. We said that is not an appropriate message. And he, by the way, he doesn't believe in, in homosexuals being redeemed. But we all denounced that. We said that's not a Christian message. And yet even Fred Phelps did not do violence 
we see trans groups now uh, are overrepresented, according to us, we're going to be talking about this, but they're overrepresented among violent Antifa types. Yes. You know, this is the so-called anti-fascist crowd. They are, they are, they are more prone to violence, and yet, um, you know, that's, that's not discussed. Because the media, you know, much as they love talking about potential white supremacist violence and and the potential of conservative hate, so-called, they hate, they, they will not give sufficient treatment when when that hatred and that violence is on the left. Yes. And and they the reason is because they they think this is justified that, you know, this is it's all based on where you're coming from. Um, you know, right. they, they believe it's justified to come after folks and so many uh, in the social media defended this or seemed to semi defend this young woman's transgender identity and her victimhood. You know, she was yeah, not. And, and, yeah, they went right to, they started mm-hmm. covering it. It was incredible to me. Mm-hmm. Here you have six Christians slaughtered in a Christian school in Nashville. And the next day, even the same day, I think you had either, whether it's gay reporters or social media progressives, so-called talking about, well, oh, there's all this bad legislation, this anti-trans, oh, this community is under siege. It's like they're justifying mm-hmm. her, her her murderous rage. And they would never do this if, yeah. if the shoe was on the other foot. This is only what they do when they want to protect the left. That's what the media's role is now. They're not journalists anymore. They're all about advancing left-wing Democrat narratives. Right. And the Democratic Party, we should remember, right up to the president of the United States is radically pro-transgender, even pro-transgender, these so-called gender transitions, including surgeries, even for minors, that's where Biden is. And so the media is doing everything they can to protect protect the transgender movement. Well, it's it's right back to scripture, you know, good is evil and evil is good because children who are being subjected to this and being convinced that they're born in the wrong sex body and then they're their bewildered parents or clueless parents are talked into allowing them to go down this road. Those are the victims. And they are the, there are so many young adult detransitioners now who, who realize what they've done to their bodies, their young bodies. You know, we need to ban these treatments for children because they will never become the opposite sex, as you pointed out. And uh, they harm themselves way before they have the understanding to give authentic legal consent. And so I wanted to ask you, though, okay, back to March 31st was the Transgender Day of Visibility. On that day, and then in in the days all around, um, all around it last week and the week, um, this week now, we have demonstrations in uh, state houses, and some of them have turned quite um, violent. Tell us a, a little bit about some of those. Name some of those. Um, state yeah, houses. I, I believe uh, in Nashville. I believe they in Tennessee. They the, the activists. I think they did a die-in there, if I'm correct. And, and forgive me if it's another state, but yes. And, and Linda, also, you know, the, what is the Transgender Day of Visibility? Do you know there are over two dozen special days? Uh, for this so-called LGBT queer movement, you know, yes. they're so needy. They they are so desperate for approval. And I believe it's because deep down before God, maybe when they're quiet and they're not being activists, they know deep down that their lifestyles are wrong. And so they're always protesting, always seeking affirmation. And it's just to me, it's just confirmation of the weirdness 
and and the fact that this is basically these are sin movements. And you've been listening to my interview with Peter LaBarbera, founder and president of Americans for Truth, and also now an editor and reporter at WorldNet Daily. And we've been talking about how this movement, the transgender movement, has gained so much prominence so quickly that the media is willing, apparently many of the mainstream media, willing to look past the cold-blooded slaughter of Christians and not even name that it was in a Christian school. The prejudice and bias is overwhelming. We must not be discouraged, nor should we be acting hastily or violently, but we must be realistic about what's going on here. We will continue after our break with our interview with Peter LaBarbera. Stay with us. We will be right back. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to MissionAmerica.com. Now, here's Linda. And let's continue with our interview with Peter LaBarbera, president of Americans for Truth and a reporter and editor at WorldNet Daily. And we're talking about the tragic shootings in Nashville. And we're addressing the question about whether transgender-identified people are victims. Let's listen. The, the fact that, that we're even talking about the Transgender Day of Visibility, I remember when you uh, and others tried to organize like s- sort of like pro-family days, and of course there's no traction in the media for those. This is such a media movement. They get all their, their cred, as it were, from the media, which is totally, nowadays, a lot of journalists covering these events are LGBTQ themselves. And so that's why we're even talking about this Day of Visibility, because they know even after a transgender individual mass murders Christians at a school, they know they're still going to get the media sympathy right after that mass murder. And that's just, I think that's despicable that that, that there was even this amount of attention towards this so-called special day. Well, and I want to bring attention to, if people don't remember this, we have on the missionamerica.com website the school corruption and propaganda calendar it lists these uh, the the most prominent of these school and sometimes they it bleeds out into the culture days of you know there's the there's coming out day in october there's the transgender day of remembrance and we want to talk about that in a second i want to ask you about that in november because the, of course so many have been there's an epidemic of so-called murders that aren't being punished and we'll talk about that in a second but then we have the day of silence coming up in april uh, which there's no question these folks are not silent anymore that that is such a joke at this point but the transgender day of visibility is on there so and then of course they are joining arms in solidarity quote unquote with the black lives matter movement and all of the racial nonsense that you know is distorting the idea of real racial equality so I want to draw people's attention to that. If you're interested in looking at that, go. It's right there on the, the at the top uh, right of the homepage at missionamerica.com. So is it true that these folks are victims and that there's a an epidemic of people being murdered who are transgender just because people object to the, their gender confusion and their gender identity? I think the only sense they're victims is in the sense of uh, say you know somebody who got uh, 
swayed into a cult. And you might say, well, you know, that's their fault in the sense that they they were foolish. But you also have a little sympathy because this is a this is a cult. And that's I think we're seeing here. I think it's a contagion. I think it's really this this is the mechanism by which God is allowing America to go down. I mean, it it seems to me God is saying you want your LGBTQ, you want your different lifestyles to be celebrated. Okay, have at it. And look what's happening to our country. I mean, you can make the case that the LGBTQ movement Starting with the normalization of gay, that's where it all began. The normalization of homosexuality, which God calls an abomination, is becoming, it's it's like this is part of the judgment of God on America. And uh, and I think, so everybody is responsible for their behavior. You can't say, even if something terrible happened to you, Linda, and there are a lot of these people were victimized. I remember the story of Walt Heyer, who was yes. next transgender with, you know, his, he's got a great website, sexchangeregret.com. Well, Walt's grandmother would draw, you know, when he was a young boy, would dress him in a purple chiffon skirt. And so he, he grew up with this alternate personality in his head. Oh, I want to be a woman. Well, he was a victim. And yet Walt Heyer was still responsible for his behavior. And he went through the whole transsexual procedure, the awful, the awful operations. But You know, everybody is responsible before God for their behavior. But this movement, what scares me most is we we have a contagion or miss. We uh, an absolute contagion. We're seeing young girls, for example, they're they're popularizing on social media. Here's my transition transition, and they show themselves, and they actually you can see photos where they these beautiful women, beautiful young women, transformed into like you know looking like freaks, yeah. and 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 it's like it's almost like Satan's at war with their beauty, the beauty, yes. the, the natural feminine beauty that God gave women. That is so wonderful. It's like Satan. You can see Satan saying, "I'm going to destroy that beauty. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have your healthy breasts removed. I'm going to have your your beautiful hair turn into a, a buzz cut and, and tattoos all over." It's just, it's just frightening. And I think this is what happens when we see America leaving their faith, leaving God behind, and falling for these worldly ideologies, which only get more and more radical as the LGBTQ movement continues to grow in the power that is fed by the media celebrating it at every turn. And we we really need to pray for these people. They are very disturbed and there is no epidemic of of murder in this country that's not going uh, going unpunished against trans people. There's trans on trans murder. There's people who are prostitutes uh, and the, the even the the uh, transgender day of remembrance in November is celebrated around a a male who was posing as a female, he was a prostitute, he was murdered, and this is in Massachusetts many years ago, they never found his murderer, so they have no idea. The I didn't know, I didn't reason, know that yeah, one. It's so, I, it, I know that there are lots, these people are leading reckless lifestyles. Yes. If, you, if you are a prostitute and you are a man and you are posing as a woman and you're going into the streets at night in big, dangerous cities, you know, th- that is just reckless, dangerous behavior. And I remember once, Linda, I found one of the cases, I can't remember which one, it was a few years ago, and I just looked up online and I found out that the victim wasn't the victim, the, the person who was murdered, this is a transgender individual, I think it was a man pre- pretending to be a woman, he was an escort. And, and I remember I, I remember on Twitter saying to somebody, this was an escort, and this person came back at me, oh, how dare you? No, but I mean, this is this is not safe, and right. and we cannot pretend that, that, that there are a bunch of evil Christians are going out and murdering transgenders. That's not what's happening. No. But all the media talks about is that there's all these 
victims of violence and they don't put anything in context. Right. And again, we, we have to pray for these folks. At the same time, we need to work diligently through public policy, through social media, with give, you know, exercising our free speech and telling the truth and trying to get policy that protects the vulnerable like our children. So we are running out of time. Peter, tell people how to get hold of you. Um, yes, yeah, so you can go to my website, which is americansfortruth.org. And you can also go to World Net Daily and it's WND.com and just look up uh, my name, Peter LaBarber, and you'll see some articles. Yes, and you've written some fantastic articles and I just urge people to uh, follow you on WND and also on Americans for Truth. So um, thank you so much. I ask my listeners to pray for you, to pray for our nation and that people would embrace the Christian witness again as a positive and good thing, which it always has been, and that we would not become targets of these radicals. So I ask people to pray for you, Peter. Thank you so much for what you do, and thanks for being on today. Uh, Thank you, Linda. You're one of my heroes because you called this way, way back. You said what would happen, and actually, of course, it was worse than what you said, but you've been prescient on this, and it's it's just we we have to keep fighting for truth in love. We do, in love. So just be aware, friends, that the radical left has signaled that things may turn violent going forward in certain areas and in certain cases, and we pray that that does not happen. We must continue to be brave and stand up for the truth in the right way, but be wise. Do not exercise violence yourself. Just remember that with God, all things, all things are still possible. I hope you have a wonderful day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.